after she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General okay. Hospital. Welcome back to Generally Not at a Hospital. Uh, this is going to be a weird week for a couple reasons. So it's the week of Monday, September 28th, and there was some preemptions. So only two episodes actually aired this week, Monday and Thursday, October 1st. Um, so we thought about rolling it into next week, but we deci- decided to just do the two episodes together. And then the other reason we're... Uh, it's going to be a little different this week is we're trying something new, um, which is that we're going to discuss the whole week, all two episodes, together rather than breaking it up. So we're we're trying to ease Claire into normal ways of doing podcasts. Yeah, it was getting... I'm sh- I haven't listened to any of the episodes we recorded, but a little stilted with us watching one episode, discussing it. Um, so, And I think I now have a grasp of the world enough where I can discuss a week's worth of episodes together. I don't have to go line by line or storyline by storyline. Um, it'll be nice to have the view of the week when discussing the whole thing and not just the Friday episode. Right, right. Um, so yeah, the baby steps for this week, because we only had two episodes. Um, the headline for me is that we talked about him a lot. I did not realize that Ryan Chamberlain is alive. <laughs> yeah. So... He's very, very relevant to the story now. He's been mentioned a lot. I feel like I know a lot about him, but he's now very, very relevant to the story because Nell uh, played Julian very well, I think. Mm-hmm. And the letter that Martin had was a fake out. She sent the real letter with incriminating Julian to Ryan Chamberlain in Pentonville Prison. Yes. So, there's just a lot of villains I've never met. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot I, of them are dead. And I think I conflated him with Shiloh because she had she knew them both in prison and mm-hmm. Shiloh is now dead. Yes. So, okay. Um, um, okay. So th- there wasn't a ton of um, consistency over the two episodes. There was a lot of... There was different stories happening in each one. Yeah, because they weren't obviously intended to air as the only two episodes in yeah. the week. So let's start... Let's just go through... So Dante in Switzerland, we find out what his mission is, and it's Peter. Which makes a lot of sense. I wasn't expecting to get confirmation of his target so quickly. Yeah. I think the, the maybe twist is strong, um, but they want to know, you know, is Peter still really, you know, committing crimes and everything? And if he's had help, which at first I thought was a general, like, sure, any accomplices, but it sounds like they want him to investigate Anna. Right. As well as Peter. And we learned who is setting all this up, which is <laughs> lethal. I wasn't sure if you would know who that was. Yeah, it was, well, the accent helped. The accent, okay. Because they didn't uh, say her name in the episode. Correct. But I remembered meeting her and stuff like that. Oh, you did meet her. I did meet her. Um, so I thought she was still in prison. So I don't know about that. But that was very interesting. So she's doing this revenge plot for Peter. I and it, love that Brit is back and now Liesl is yeah, back. Yeah, and so Liesl is now running the WSB or something? Um, I don't think we have enough information. I don't know yeah. if she's running the entirety of the WSB. Mm-hmm. And, and we still don't know, because last we heard, I believe she was in prison. So someone, my guess is, someone in the WSB sprung her because they believe that she has been framed by Peter and that's why they want to investigate Peter. Right. I, I'm not sure that we don't have enough info. 
Um, I got another little puzzle piece for me because Dante is recapping a little bit, but he's like, okay, Peter is Cesar's, Cezanne's son. Mm-hmm. And Cesar killed my partner, Nathan West. So Dante and Nathan were partners in the police force or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. They were part. both cops. I, I didn't know that piece. So that just tied them together a little bit more. And you remember who Nathan is, right? Yes. Is also Cesar's son. Mm-hmm. And was married to Maxie. And is the father of her son, James. Right. Um, and then the oh, other... Oh, and, and is Nina's brother. Oh, that... Cousins, right. but raised as brother and sister. Right, right. That's the one you've told me a lot the show hasn't touched on yet. I'm sure... Not I, really, yeah. Because yeah. um, I haven't seen Nina and Maxie together once. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they had a little bit of a falling out. Yeah. That, I think our first episode was when yeah. they addressed that. Um, and then... The other thing I thought was interesting was it seemed like the doctor guy, when he clicked his pen, like that was like a brainwashing technique for um, Dante because Dante was on the fence, then the doctor clicked the pen, and then Dante was like, I will complete the mission, which is what he's been repeating to himself. Yeah. So there's something sketchy there. Um, Similar, um, okay, so Olivia and Robert are back in town. Um, Basically, Robert's like, hey, now go fix your marriage, and Olivia's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> they left things on a really tense note. Yeah. She's, I think, feeling reluctant to face him. Yes. And then in a... So we've been talking about, are they setting something up with Olivia and Robert? Kind of slow burn, not really getting there. They kick-started Ned and Alexis. Yeah. I just, like, am so kind of mad about it. But it makes sense, because I know they have a past, mm-hmm. which they referenced their past relationship, and gave me some history. Yes. So they were like, okay, we were a great power couple. We weren't, we weren't quite smoldering like Sonny and Brenda, who I don't know who that is, and then we weren't something else like Jackson, Brenda. So this Brenda person has also made the rounds all these characters. Yeah, Brenda, she was also married to Jason, but that was for like... Not, they, it was for, oh God, like, it was like to do with like testifying or like something ridiculous. They weren't like into each other. Brenda. No one has ever mentioned Brenda. No, she hasn't been around in a long time. She'll like flit through town, fuck with Jax and Sunny's lives and like flit back out. She was sort of the one that got away a little bit for both of them. That's everyone when Sam first came to town and she and Sunny started hooking up Everyone kept saying, like, oh, the only reason Sonny's even looking your way is because you remind him of Brenda, because she was also, like, a petite brunette. Anyway, she's she's a whole thing in the history of the show. Yeah, it was um, fun to hear them reference that kind of past thing yeah. that I'd never heard of before. And then they they were, like, talking about how Alexis jumped him at the altar, they yeah. got super flirty, they talked about how lonely their homes were, and of course they're going to go home together. I am And they're both really, drunk. They're both drunk. I'm really frustrated. I know Ned was also drunk and is also dealing with a lot of his own problems. I'm really mad that he didn't notice Alexis was drinking. Yeah. Like, he just didn't clock that they were sitting together at a bar drinking alcohol. I'm like, does he... He's not concerned one iota with her sobriety. No. No. So, yeah. That was whatever. Um, I did sidebar... Before they got into all that, there was that really fantastic moment where um, Valentine's like, fine, I won't press charges, you know, after Ned clocks him. 
and Chase is like, okay, I have to go deal with this other situation, but both of you need to be sitting at opposite ends of the bar. Like, it's like he was sending them to time out in separate corners. Like, the only adult in the room. It was so funny. It was very good. Um, So, perfect segue, then Chase and Valentine go talk to Martin at the hospital, who's Mm -hmm. been mugged, clearly by Julian. Um, (laughs) And that was interesting, because Valentine seems... He also knows about Nell's letter and documents that might incriminate him he suspects yeah because he was getting real threatening with martin about yeah like nell has information about myself or people he's sworn to protect so i'm guessing it's it's nell knows about that he helped her with forging documents to take wiley that but remember um peter went to valentine was like nell's got info on me nell's been talking to spinelli i need your help i think he's concerned about Himself, so, but also Peter. So Nell's letter, uh, Nell's letter that she sent to Ryan Chamberlain potentially incriminates Julian, Peter, and Valentine. Potentially, all three. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, Valentine was like super aggressive with Martin, um, which was very funny. Um. Julian has the letter, is at his pub. Cyrus Renault wants to buy his pub for reasons unclear. He also wants to, like, pretend like. He tried to get Brando on his side also. He pres- probably wants to buy Brando's garage. He wants to buy everything. Well, well, he's not going to be able to buy Brando's garage because technically Sonny owns it. But he is like, sort of, it's like he's trying to like, you know, break off like the weak ones in the herd. Like, mm-hmm. because technically Brando and Julian, sure, kind of distantly, but are both like technically part of Sonny's extended family, right? Brando's like a second cousin, whatever, and then... Julian is Sam's father, and obviously Sam and Jason are together, and he's um, Leo's dad, and Leo is, um, you know, Dante's half-brother. I mean, I know they're, like, more tenuous than, like, he's not, like, trying to recruit Sonny's, one of Sonny's kids, but he is, like, sniffing around Sonny's sort of family and people close to him and, like, trying to recruit I guess or just cause mischief cause problems right but I bet I bet Brando and Jason are gonna play him I hope so um and then Cyrus Renault references Julian's past and is like I know how hard how hard it is to be redeemed and there was a okay I knew about the knife to Alexis's Mm -hmm. Alexis's throats then he said you killed Duke somebody Duke Lavery Duke Lavery um he didn't directly I think someone I think Carlos Rivera actually killed Duke, who, who was working for Julian. Um, Duke was an old love interest of Anna's. Okay. Um, a, like, like, big major couple back in the day, and then he came back relatively recently, and then, and then got caught up in, um, uh, uh, like, the mob war between Julian and Sonny. Okay. Because back in, like, the 80s or whenever the Jerome crime family was, like, at the height of their mobness... I think one of the Jerome's, I don't know if it was Julian directly, the Jerome family was responsible for, I think um, Anna had a miscarriage when she and she and Duke were expecting. And so he like aligned himself with Sonny to get revenge on Julian. And that caused problems with him and Anna because she's like law enforcement and she's like, please don't be in the mob. <laughs> um, and then and then he ended up getting killed. Okay. And then Cyrus Reno also said you planted the car bomb that killed... Sonny's son, Morgan. 
technically Olivia Jerome did that, his sister. Okay. Who's, I think, dead now? Yeah, because Julian's like, no, 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 I was the target of that. Yeah, that was complicated. I don't... Yeah, I've never really asked about Morgan's death because I know it's complicated. And, and, and I lose track of the details because it's super convoluted, but Ava switched his medications out for placebos, but Olivia, her sister, planted the car bomb, and it was, I believe, Julian's car, and then Morgan stole the car, so I don't okay. think anyone was trying to kill Morgan. It was sort of right. a weird confluence of events, but I think Olivia Drum was, like, charged for it. Gotcha. Um... So they do all that, and then Chase busts in and, like, knows immediately that Julian is guilty of attacking um, Martin, obviously. Because Chase is like, I don't know how Chase knows this, but he's like, you literally sat down with Martin, asked for an annulment from your wife, found out she was dead, knew you had to get that letter out of his briefcase. Like, duh. And then Cyrus Renault gives him an alibi, which I thought was hilarious. Because, um, I think it's the next episode, but two different people, Julian tells... Two different people... No. Let me start over. It's hilarious because we immediately... The seeds are planted for that alibi to be disproven. Because Jason has been tailing Cyrus Renault all day, so he can invalidate the alibi. And then Julian straight up tells Sam that Cyrus Renault got here about an hour ago and hasn't left. So Sam also now has the pieces to disprove that alibi if either Sam or Jason want to move on Julian. I know that's a little complicated, but I was tracking that. Okay, I'm glad you were. Yeah, because the alibi specifically is I got here at 5... He, Julian couldn't have mugged him at 5 o'clock because I've been here. We now have, Right. It's now out in the universe in two different ways that that's not true. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little like, can, like red threads connecting things right yeah. now because I'm so invested in this. Um, Peter and Robert bump into each other and I just wrote threats. <laughs> that's all Robert made it sort of a half a dig kind of a I don't know a backhanded compliment where he said to Lulu like you know how could a reporter you know buy into Peter's crap um and then he said like I've known a lot of like reporters in my day and you could like stack up with the best of them or however he phrased it um except you've got these blinders on you yeah. know about Peter or whatever um th- the only reporter that I remember being like of note um, and only because she was played by Demi Moore was a girl named Jackie Templeton from, again, like, the 80s or whatever, like, before she was famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I assumed that that was a reference to her. Oh, fun. Um, but I just thought that was neat. And that's interesting. I guess I never really realized that Lulu, she totally believes Peter. She works for Peter. She's friends with Maxie. So mm-hmm. with Dante coming back to investigate her Peter. boss. Yeah, is very interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess in my brain, everyone thinks Peter's evil except Maxie, but that's that's clearly not true. So right. that was just an adjustment for me. Um, and then we start kind of setting up the homecoming thing that gets played out in the next episode, but Jackson and Nina are hosting this little... Everybody getting ready for right. the dance. So Sunny and Carly and Jocelyn come over and... Jocelyn goes to put on her red dress, because of course it's a red dress, um, and Jax and Carly and Sunny have kind of this powwow, we all know this stuff, there's some really funny tension between Jax and Sunny, but they're kind of on the same page with this, and then of course Jax, goddammit, is like, well we shouldn't have this conversation here where we can be overheard, because overheard, I'm not making Nina an accessory, and Nina, of course, overhears, so he's self-aware enough to say that, but not self-aware enough to like 
prevent that from happening. To be fair, I don't think she heard what he said, or else she would have been like an accessory to what. Yeah, they played it off pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. But then, of course, in the, like, the very next episode, which we can talk about now because we're doing the whole week at once, um, he and Carly have a conversation about it in the living room where all of the children and all the other parents are gathered to take photos for the dance. I know like, that too. You just... Do you, did you not listen to yourself when you said these words? There's now six more people in your living room, and you're having the conversation. Including the children. You're going to make the children accessories? Yeah. So let's talk about the children. I'm so mad. Yeah, same. So I thought... Mm. So they, they were they were playing with us the whole time. They were getting ready and, like, have, talking in different combinations or whatever. And the boys... Okay, so the boys come in in their suits, and they look adorable. Um, and the boys each brought a corsage. Okay. I was tracking this. I didn't track this. Because I thought there was going to be some drama about who, like, I thought for a second, I thought they were going to, like, both try to give a corsage to Joss. And I was going to be like, you motherfuckers. Um, but there wasn't actually any drama. They didn't show us giving the corsages to the girls, but Dev's corsage ended up on Joss's wrist and Cam's ended up on Trina's. Okay, interesting. But they didn't show us any of that or have a conversation about it. So, okay, I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And then they're, t- they're talking about t- taking photographs, and Portia was like, yeah, Trina wants to be a model now, and Dev's like, she'd be a great model. And Cam was like, yeah, Joss would too. No, so, no, I think, wasn't it flipped? No, 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 it was Dev, Trina, and then Cam and Joss. No. Hold on. We reviewed the footage. I was wrong. Cam said Trina would be a great model, and Dev was like, yeah, Joss would too. Yeah. So, okay, so it was tracking who I thought, how the couples were going to shake out. Right. Or, or at least who the boys are into. Yeah. Because at this point, I was still, like, a little confused about Joss and, and where that was going. And then we get to the dance. Yes. And Dev basically tells Joss he's into her, and she shoots him <gasps> straight down. She family zoned him or tried to she was like yeah we're kind of cousins or like we're pretending to be cousins everybody thinks we're cousins so it's a good thing we get along so well and I was like buddy he was being so clear like it what like it wasn't that she could pretend she didn't understand she knew exactly what he was saying and she shot it down so hard and then um and like he literally was like I don't think of you that way like blah blah blah. and she was just like not having it and, and then, then fled to talk to her volleyball friends. Yes. And then Trina had kind of a meltdown, which I didn't... They were setting up... Um, sorry. They were setting up Joss having a hard time letting go of what's going on. But they didn't really set up Trina at all. So I didn't expect that. But she kind of had a meltdown. Well, the moms had talked about, like, is it okay that we're letting them go to this dance again? Because the last time they went to a dance, her father got murdered? Yeah. So she- I think they set it up a little. In this episode. The last couple oh, episodes have been a lot about gotcha. Joss. And I didn't know that they got kidnapped and her dad was killed at the last dance. Yeah. Um, so that's wild. And so Trina kind of has a meltdown, takes off. Cam and Joss just start flirting. I, I'm so annoyed because Cam was being really sweet to Trina, a really good friend to her. She kind of, she, she takes off and he's like, oh, I should go out after her. I don't think she should be alone right now. And in trying to find Trina, he like happens upon Joss, who's like also kind of feeling bad about her conversation with Dev. So I thought at first, Cam was just, because he is a good guy, also being a good friend to Joss, and then I could tell that she was kind of flirting or, like, being into him, and I was worried, like, Trina was going to find them, like, just as, like, Joss kisses Cameron. But Cameron kissed Joss. Cam, you idiot. 
so I'm, I'm, I've been so proud of the teenagers this whole time, and now I'm mad at all of them. No, I'm just mad at Cam and Joss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Like, yeah, Dev was honest with his feelings. Trina is like, got her own thing going on. And even Joss, like, if she's not into Dev, she's not into Dev. She's allowed to be into Cam, if she so chooses. But I'm annoyed at Cam, because Trina, Trina's right there. Yeah. What are you, what are you looking Joss's way for? And, yeah. Okay, let's move on, because I'm not, I'm mad at them. Um, Ava and Nicholas were really fun. They had some intense, intense flirting, discussing their, how they had sex one time. Super, super intense. And then Julian bursts in and Ava slams the door in Nicholas's face. Which was pretty great. Yes. So we don't actually move anywhere there, but... No, but I, I did think it was funny, like, speaking of teenagers, you know, she's like, well, Nina thinks I'm crazy. And he's like, you told Nina about me? Like, you, you, you told your friend? Yeah. You told yeah. your friend about what happened? Like, mm-hmm. so funny. They're just being a little ridiculous. And there's, a, there's all of a sudden a lot of chemistry there, and they're... I, I think, I think. I, I didn't know the last Nicholas. I like this guy. Um, I think they have good chemistry. The, the really, the other really funny moment is when, um... Julian? So, yeah, so they kick Nicholas yeah, out of the living room to have their private conversation, to which he waits all of, like, 30 seconds and then bursts back into the room just to be annoying. Like, he, Julian's business is none of his, but he's like, this is my house, meh. Um, you don't want me to know what you're talking about. And Julian's like, yeah, look at the brain trust on this one. Like, yeah. clearly... Private conversation, door closed, like... Yeah, that was really funny. So funny. Um, um, I got super excited. Then the kids go to homecoming. Um, Nina and Carly sit down, and Nina... I guess Jax doesn't bring up Nina's business. Nina recaps her whole story to Carly about the necklace and searching for her child. And I think I said out loud, oh, someone cue Avery to run in wearing the necklace, because she's in... Oh, no, they're, they're no, at... No, they're at Jackson Nina's Jackson place. Jackson Nina's house. Never or, mind. You're right. I don't know if they live together, but Jackson's place at least, yeah. You're right, you're right. But at least now Carly has seen the necklace and knows the significance of the necklace. So when she does return to her own home, where Avery lives, the necklace is there. So I think Carly... Maybe Carly will put it together. <laughs> I'm just... I just need this to happen because I'm losing my mind. We'll get there. Um, Portia and Liz are the chaperones mm-hmm. at the dance. And they talk a little about the kids and stuff, but really they talk about Brit and Cyrus Renault. Um, and Liz is like, well, you know, Brit and I have history, which... I thought they were going to get into that, but they really just flashed back to that conversation where Jason is like, oh, Cyrus is trying to sideline anyone who's close to me and sunny, i.e. Yeah. Liz and Epiphany. Right. So I don't know what connection Liz and Brit have. They'll probably dive well, into it. Well, no one liked Brit back in the day. Um... But she was especially vicious to, like, Sabrina, and then she, like, stole Lulu and Dante's embryo. So I would say, I mean, Sabrina's now dead, but um, I would say those are the people who have, like, the probably the biggest issues with her, and then yeah. I guess maybe Nicholas. But I don't remember anything, like, extremely specific that happened between Liz and Britt, just that Liz is friends with everyone that Britt wronged. Fair, fair. Um, um, but then I thought it was so funny. Portia's such... A angel, where she lands ultimately having this conversation is, you know, I saw um, Marcus get involved with Cyrus Renault, all this other stuff. He, she's like basically worried on Brit's behalf about getting involved with Cyrus Renault. Yeah, it's kind of where she landed, which I thought was so funny. Um, and then Liz 
they 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 seem to be friends. They're like, we've got each other's backs. And Liz just says, us good guys have to stick together. So after our discussion of how morally questionable Liz is, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, and then, totally separate from homecoming, um, Sam follows Jason to Julian's pub, which is funny. Um, they have a f- moment where Sam's like, why are you following me? And Sam's like, why are you following Cyrus for no? So they're kind of just following each other. Um, my main takeaway was, I feel like there's a lot of pl- seeds planted for Julian's al- alibi being dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam confronts Julian about talking to Cyrus Renault, and Julian's like, why aren't you worried about your mother, first of all? And B, your mother's boyfriend died of a drug overdose. Why aren't you going after Cyrus Renault? So he kind of sets that up for her because she hadn't gotten there on her own. Well, well, I think two things. One is that Julian has no right to butt into anyone else's life and certainly not how Sam conducts her business or who she's worried about when. Um, but she was worried about her mom and her mom was like go away I don't want you to hover like I need to be alone I need to process whatever whatever so a and then b okay he may not be wrong about Cyrus but why would you send your child to confront the drug lord who like kills people and is very dangerous just just f minus parenting Julian um I have no read on who Julian is because none of his decisions make any sense to me. That's fair. So, yeah, I was just like, okay. And then Sam and Jason go talk to Cyrus Renault. Cyrus Renault brings up Neil and Alexis. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it. So what is he... <sighs> I, I, I mean, Sam's saying he's just taunting them. Just tracks. to taunt, yeah. I just feel like we need more information. Also, I know... I feel like the show is setting up that he, he is weirdly, overly interested in Laura, like, specifically... But I did think it was really funny how he keeps taunting, like, Lulu and now Sam about their moms. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, do you just have a thing for, like, your your mom jokes? I, like, I don't know what it is, but he was like, oh, yeah, like, tell her, you know, my condolences and I'm so sorry and, like, mm-hmm. all the stuff. But how, how can I possibly know anything about it? But It's weird, too, because he also brought up Brando to Jason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're trying to secretly recruit someone who's maybe, you can maybe steal from Sunny... Why would you bring it up with Jason? Well, I, I think he was trying to, like, find holes in, find holes in, um, like, th- that's why I said I think Brando and Jason are going to play Cyrus. Because, you know, Cyrus is just, like, talk, 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 talk mean- talking at Jason, mm-hmm. and Jason is just, like, stone cold, not giving him anything. Um, but, but I think they're going to let Cyrus think that Brando isn't you know, really considered part of the family or they don't really care what happens to Brando um, and have him be, like, a double agent. Interesting. Because he was like, oh, is, um, like, oh, that business happened with Brando and Jason's like, whatever, like, I don't care what happens to Brando. And he's oh, like, oh, you're not, he's not part of the Corinthos clan? Like. Gotcha. I couldn't, some of those, like, more subtle things are, like, just fly right by me. Um, and then I don't think I said this, but the episode ends with, Ava getting a collect call from Ryan Chamberlain, <gasps> dun, dun, which dun. is maybe not who I expected to get the call, because we don't know for sure what's in that letter that Nell sent. Well, maybe the call isn't about the letter directly. Maybe that's quite a coincidence, or maybe he's gonna try to dangle, you know, Julian, um, like right. you know, carrot and stick, like. If you don't do whatever it is maybe he wants her to do. 
And is he still, like, obsessed with her, would you say? Probably. Because that's why he murdered Kiki and went to jail. Was yeah. Because he was obsessed with Ava. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, I guess we're going to give Kevin's actor something fun to do and Finally. play, play this, 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 this villain guy. Okay, wow. So that was two full episodes. Indeed it was. A weird, a weird week, certainly. Yeah. Um, with only two episodes to show for it. And do you want to do favorite characters of the week, <laughs> of these two episodes? Always. All right. So I, I forgot to bring this up when we were going through it, but my, my favorite, he, this person said my favorite line. Okay. So the WSB doctor is my favorite character. Okay. Because um, I think it's interesting. I don't think I realized till this episode, obviously, that he's going to be maybe still brainwashing Dante and not actually trying to help him. So he's villainous, and that's interesting, and he's working with Liesel. But the line he said to Dante was, you know, when you go back to Port Charles, the people you left behind have had a year's worth of experiences. You can't just pick back up. You have to rebuild. And I just had the thought that amuses me is he should just listen to our podcast, and then he can get caught up. <laughs> so I thought I just thought that was really funny. There was a lot of good lines over these episodes, but that lots of meta lines and stuff, but... That made me laugh. I, I didn't really mention it because I, I guess I felt it went without saying. But yeah, I haven't totally trusted him since the beginning. The WSB is not like the most trustworthy organization oh, really? in the world. No, they're... they're. Well, now that Liesl's involved, I'm like, oh, because I blindly trusted him. I trusted that doctor 100% oh, really? that he was trying to help Dante. So that's why I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun. He's maybe not... This, maybe this whole year was not about healing Dante. It was... Setting him up to be an asset. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of questionable actors, I think, within the WSB. Oh, and, like, it, we, we don't have to, like, delve into the history or anything. But, yeah, that, that didn't surprise me. Oh, that was a total about face for me. Like, oh, wait, he's bad? <laughs> um, and then my least favorite was Ned because of getting drunk with Alexis and going and hooking up with Alexis. And, like, it's just... He's going to blame Olivia. Like, oh, you went to Monaco with Robert and, you know, they didn't, nothing happened there. She didn't even emotionally cheat on him. Like, it's just frustrating and I'm mad. And, like, I've been very protective of Alexis recently. So that's why I still like Valentine helping her and I don't like Ned. Fair. Who are yours? Um, I feel like I've said this like, a handful of times, but I'm doing it again. I'm picking a character who, like, didn't do a ton, but I'm just so excited they're back and gonna start shit. Um, Liesl. I'm yeah. so excited for Liesl to be back. I hope, I hope she makes her way back to Port Charles soon, and so we get to see her actually interacting with other characters, because she's so fun. She doesn't hold back. She's got great one-liners, and just, she's amazing, and I'm so excited. Um... And, and least favorite, I mean, like, honorable mention to Ned, because what a douche this week. Um, but I'm going to say Cam. I'm so disappointed in him for kissing Joss when he should have been finding Trina, who needs someone um, t to give her a shoulder right now. When instead he's kissing Joss on the other side of the boat. Rude. Very and you know Trina's going to walk in on that. Yeah. It's next very, week. It's very rude. Um, I mean, I had a lot of honorable mentions, too. Like, um, I thought Valentine was great. I, Ava and Portia were both in this episode, so it was hard for me <laughs> not to say them. Um, Portia's so sweet with Brit, but yeah. Um, 
I like the, the different perspective on the WSB stuff was good because I just trust what's on what's on paper in front of me. So it's always fun when things like that change. The thing that surprised me the most was when it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's a there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, <laughs> but I'd never thought about what the title was for.